Good evening, good evening. Today is Saturday, July 16th. Episode 2 of the Off the Porch Podcast. I am your podcast point guard, Derek Lamont. Come off them screens and hit them threes and give you that information that you need. Come off that screen and throw them dimes back door, showing you all of what these sports got for you, educating you a little bit, how you laughing a little bit, and like I said, hopefully not anything traumatic to have us out here cry. I dropped the first episode this morning that was bringing um, old Miles Bridges to the table, giving my thoughts on Mr. Bridges, but just like anything else, there's a lot more that we can go through today. And for this second episode, I really wanted to start getting into the things that's going on in the NFL. Training camp is, I, I believe, about a week and a half away, maybe two weeks. I'm not quite for sure. I know it's right around the corner. Every team has different times and so forth of when they'll be reporting to camp. And we're going to get a better idea basically of maybe an early indication of what the NFL season is going to look like. And I'm going to go through a couple of divisions and then probably later on I will broadcast and publish another with other divisions. But in true fashion, because I am a Carolina Panther and I am a lover of the Panthers, The very first division that we are going to talk about today will be the Carolina Panthers and the NFC South that also consists of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Atlanta Falcons, and that who that, who that, who that, them New Orleans Saints. And just out of pure bias, I'm going to go first of my outlook of the division in a whole and then I will go individually with the teams and what to look out for this current season. The NFC South recently has been on a stranglehold by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Sir Tom Brady. To who many call the GOAT but I just can't humble myself to do it. I think Tampa Bay in general will be a competitive team. I also feel that in the same breath with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I look for a little bit of disappointment. But only to the standard that they have set in the last two years. Maybe three. Losing Gronkowski, big picture, is not detrimental. But it could be costly because during the time of Gronkowski, we didn't get many looks at O.J. Howard that much. A lot of tight ends won't target it. And then, you know, when your quarterback has a 
a scapegoat, a go-to, somebody that can bail them out. It always makes their play just a step or a notch better. We look at Lamar Jackson in Baltimore with his his combinations of Mark Andrews and Nick Boyle and them. Really helps out your passing attack when you got that tight end to one can block, willing to block, and blocks effectively. But then also can come off that line and become a deep threat or a middle of the field threat. And Tampa Bay will continue to be successful. Um, they have, you know, all pro wide receiver Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin. I mean, they got a lot of guys, a lot of targets they can they can hit. Leonard Fournette at running back. Um I really just think like one of the key things that for Tampa Bay that helped them was that they had a very strong offensive line with Tristan Wurz, Ali Marpet. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. But now Ali Marpet has now retired. I have no doubt Tampa Bay is going to spend money and, and forge and look through the league to find out how to make that replacement. I have Tampa Bay being ranked first in the division. Um, I don't want to say by a very large margin. I would say maybe one or two games, maybe three. When you're successful, you know, the league tends to catch up with you. Um... Last year, they made a pretty good run, but the Rams was just better defensively and was able to make the key plays offensively for the Rams to be able to not once, but twice beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I do think that this will be Tom Brady's last year. Salute to an awesome career, but I'm going to have to say that I don't feel as of right now, which could change in the next month or two with just the landscape of the league. I don't see Tampa Bay getting to the Super Bowl. The best case scenario for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, NFC Championship at best. At worst, exiting in the first round of the playoffs. Or their first game of the playoffs. They could possibly have a bye. We don't know yet. Very early. And I'm going to take that. And I'm going to move to the Atlanta Falcons. I said I was going to do the Panthers first, but I like to give the gusto at the end. Obviously, the Falcons are going through a rebuild at this present moment. They have walked away from the Matt Ryan era. They seemed pretty eager and pretty happy to go that direction. I necessarily myself don't consider it the greatest of ideas or the best of ideas because even though a team tells you to rebuild, unless they're going to strip that son of a gun bare bones, you want to try to keep the fans in the seats and Matt Ryan who is a former league MVP who I feel 
at least once Julio left the building. And maybe that same year that Julio left the building, Ryan lost a lot of the gusto that he had, or at least the praise, because now it became harder with the lesser of weapons. Calvin Ridley, who would have expected that he was going to take a mental year and then get suspended for betting on his squad to win. That's a different topic for a different day. So we will leave that one right there. Um, The Falcons defense the last couple of years have been average at best. I, I can't gauge to say how they will improve this year. I haven't seen a lot of pieces for the Atlanta Falcons, at least defensively, as of right now. But, you know, especially with the NFC South, it tends a lot of times that teams actually exceed expectations and surprise the league and take the division. There was a short little span in the NFC South where we had a different um, winner of the division about every year. Um... As I've been looking, I, I hear that there's a quarterback, uh, not quarterback, but linebacker battle that's going to probably be going. You know, you still got Grady Jarrett on the defensive line for the Falcons. Um, Drake London, I think, will be a new acquisition that will be able to help them. Um, You can tell that I don't have much excitement for the Falcons. I mean... Best case scenario for them is even sniffing the wild card, in my opinion. And basically, if we're going to talk about the highest ceiling, that is them sniffing the wild card. The worst case scenario, 2-3 win season. And then be sitting uh, close to the top of the draft order, which right now with the holes that this team has, is probably needed more than anything. Expectations are not high at all. So now we're going to shift to the New Orleans Saints. Nah, I'll probably say out of any team in the NFC South has always been a thorn in my rear end. I don't like them. Respected them. Drew Brees was a, was a monster. Alvin Kamara is a monster. Michael Thomas used to be a monster. We don't know if he can get back to that. Um, They drafted Chris Olave from Ohio State. Nice receiver. Defense with Cam Jordan. And these guys are pretty, how can I put it? They're pretty stacked. We got Tyron Matthew, the honey badger. Looks to make a big deal. Feels like he's going to help with that secondary help. They also added Jarvis Landry which I think that's going to help just add another target to Jameis Winston. And we all know when Jameis is cooking, Jameis can be a very nice quarterback. But when he's not cooking, ooh boy, watch out now. We got Marcus May at safety, Marshawn Lattimore, Taco Charlton at defensive end. I kind of feel like the Saints defense, if they lock on early, 
figure it out early, get in the right schemes, call the right defensive plays, make the right adjustments. I could see the Saints as a wild card team. Best case scenario for them, maybe the divisional round. A lot of that is on the shoulders of Jameis Winston because he has the weapons and talent around him. I think worst case scenario, missing the wild card by a game or two. But I still think a solid team, even though I don't really have much love for them for rivalry purposes, which is part of my problem with this division. I guess I can't get too excited until I get to Carolina because of the simple fact that there's four of us. We're all rivals two times a year and we can beat or lose at any given time. So now to get to the part that's going to be exciting. We're talking about them Carolina Panthers, baby. Keep pounding, baby. This is going to be a nice little gist. I want to go ahead and get them towards the end of the division just for the fact that I can go on and on about the Carolina Panther organization. How I love the Carolina Panther organization. What's my realistic thoughts of my Carolina Panthers? And what my dream scenario for these Carolina Panthers. But before I get to that, if you haven't already, look up the People's Podcast with Alvin People. He talks to very, 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 very inspirational people from all different walks of entertainment and life, and they tell their story of how they made it. Even sometimes you get a a glimpse into how he grew up. I've known this man now for a while. We've had some really deep conversations, and I feel like if anybody is for the people, Alvin Peoples is for the people. So if you get a chance, Check out the People's Choice Podcast with Alvin People. Also, while you're out here, you like good rap music, and you want to find something new to your ears, go to Spotify, go to Tidal, go to Apple, and I want you to type in A1, Roberta, son. All right, that's A1, R-O-B-E-R-T-A, son. One of the dopest fellas out there. Love him to death. His time is next. You're gonna want to get. And before I get back into this podcast, if nobody has told you that they love you today or you don't feel valued and loved, yo, the podcast point guard, baby, I love you. I appreciate you. I'm thankful for you. Live your life, baby. Live your best life. Do what makes you happy and have fun doing. All right. Back to the Carolina Panthers. This one is more of a tricky scenario for me because where I have all the optimism in the world, I'm trying to keep it in this little box with a little lock and key on it. Because, oh, disappointment feels so bad when your team go way less. And I mean way less than what your optimism or expectations were. But I'm I'm so highly optimistic. 
in the quarterback room, we bring back Sam Darnold. Did not have a great year last year. Started off great, led us to 3-0. Lost a hard one to the Dallas Cowboys. Then against the Philadelphia Eagles, he gets his clock clean. Watched his heart just literally escape from his body and go to the bench, packing up his duffel bag to go to the locker room, no press conference, no nothing. And that was the downfall of Sam Donald last year. So we went back to a familiar face. Superman. Sir Cameron Newton. And it was like a nice two-week honeymoon. It was nice. I love you, baby. You love me back. I share my last piece of chicken with you. Oh, you just loving on me. Everything was great. Then the ceiling lowered. And it was a messy, 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 messy relationship. Really never got back right after that. In a year where, as a Panthers fan, I did have hope and promise with a a nice defense and so forth, I thought that we would really shake up the league. I was wrong. And I could be wrong again. But I had so much hope for Sam this year. Had a whole year in the system. Different offense coordinators. Had to get that jet stink off of him. And that's a lot of jet stink. Sometimes when I was watching, I thought he had a green jersey on. I'm not going to make excuses for Sam, but for a first year, you lose your OC in the middle of the season. You start running back. You start everything. He's out. Offensive line, anemic. I don't think none of them knew how to spell linemen. Felt like a lot of our linemen just collected a check last year. But now we got Iki Aquanu. Nice little tackle from NC State. Man's got a motor. I love a player with a motor. And I think that he's going to help. What we're going to get if Christian is healthy probably at least five or six more plays where he's going to break to the back fit, break into the um, secondary and maybe take it to the house just off of a strong run block. We went and got Austin Corbett from the Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams. Solid guy. Really didn't give up much sacks. One of the things we were looking for, not, not very penalty-like. So I felt good about that. And then we brought in Bozeman, who used to be a Baltimore Raven at center. Never heard really anything too bad about him. And we got Taylor Moten, Brady Christensen, uh, Deontay Brown. We got a lot to work with in our O-line situation that we will at least be night and day from what we were last year. We couldn't get a drive started just off the grounds of, of holding penalties, false starts, and so forth, and 
Then the quarterback get the ball. It was like a deer in the headlights. I'm pretty sure that there was a lot of number ones inside of their um inside of their pants ping as the defensive end was just coming across the edge with ease. Robbie Anderson had a bad year, dropping balls, just couldn't get it right. Don't know if his head was in the game. Even making some noise this offseason caught quite a bit of backlash with some of his thoughts. But if the man can go out there and produce and be that Robbie Anderson boy that I swear I know he can be, that just makes it easier for a guy like Sam Darnold. And DJ Moore, just thousand yard seasons every season he steps out on the field. I think this is about to be a big time for us. I feel like the offense will be better. I feel like Christian will be healthy. I feel like Ben McAdoo's gonna work with Darnold. But before I even go any further with Darnold, now we have to address the elephant in the room. Whoo! And it's Baker. Oh, Baker Mayfield. I got so many mixed emotions about old Baker Mayfield. I think that he can be great. Because at the end of the day, I don't care if you're Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, Patty Mahomes. You have already done some astronomical things if you led them Cleveland Browns to the playoffs and won the playoff game against such as the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin, that well coach staff of dogs there. <laughs> we should put more respect on that man's name. He had a shoulder injury last year. Um, I guess the early questions a lot of people have is Baker going to come in right off the gate and take the job from Sam. My answer is no. I think Sam, it is his job to lose. Mind you, we're paying Sam $18 million. We're paying Baker five. In a perfect world, your backup quarterback does not make $18 million. Then you start making five. I feel through training camp because Donald's a little more familiar with how they get down and so forth that he will start the season. But I feel like any slight shake of inconsistency, careless turnovers, any kind of recklessness, or the team is just not moving the ball, Baker will come in, and I feel like at that point, Baker will have that job for the rest of the year. I do feel bad because in this type of scenario... PJ PJ Walker, who I have loved, like, grow to love in this organization. He's won us a couple of games as a starter coming up, like, coming off the bench and having to start for whatever reason. It's probably not going to have a job with the Carolina Panthers by training, by the time training camp's over with. And I don't know if another team is really going to have real interest. You know, he was a rule guy. Um, You know, he used to be in the XFL, that little stint of the XFL, I believe. I think he's a great guy. I don't think he he gets past Baker or Sam. And we got young Matt Corral, which this is the brightest spot of it all, is that now he has to sit. Ole Miss has a lot of you know, snap the ball, a lot of quick passes 
Um, give them some time to adjust and get used to this NFL game. We'll figure out later on if he's worth it. But, you know, Matt Rule is on the win type, like now type of thing. And he has no choice but to be on the win now type of thing. Because really, he shouldn't have been there this year. Respectfully. Our defense. Old Phil Snow in that defense. Oh, I tell you, I get excited every time I start thinking about this defense. Talking about a front line with Brian Burns, Derek Brown, Yeter Gross Matos. Whew. Just, just thinking about it gets me excited because they were like number two in defense, I believe, last year. That's a great time for us, I, I tell you now. In a secondary with J.C. Horn. Whew. Dante Jackson, linebackers, Shaq Thompson, I mean, Jermaine Carter. We're looking at Jeremy Chin. This defense can be a top five, top three defense again. My ceiling for the Carolina Panthers is we should shock the NFL this year and get to the divisional round and see where it goes. Worst case scenario, we don't touch the playoffs again, and we come in probably having a new coach. Sam won't be there. Baker won't be there. Matt will be there, and we'll probably end up trying to get a guy like C.J. Stroud in the draft, depending on where we fall. But I'm declaring right now that this team is so much better already than it was last year. You will see the results. Matt Rule has no choice but to be a better coach than he has been because the bar has not been high at all from at least the production that he has given our organization. And David Tepper, who has not handled this in a manner that I'm happy with, might actually have found the rabbit's foot in his back pocket if this Baker thing works Christian McCaffrey is healthy. This old line is better as I assume and feel that they are. And that that defense just keep on a rocking, baby. I feel like we should be able to win a game against Tampa Bay. I feel like we'll beat the Cleveland Browns on week one. But like I said, I'm kind of just loosely talking right now because we really haven't even gotten a training camp. We haven't had a preseason game. We don't know what the injury scene looks like right now. But I have nothing but high hope and faith for the Carolina Panthers. This is going to conclude this episode. I'm hoping you enjoying the meal that I'm preparing for y'all. These dimes I'm setting up for y'all to score easy with. I hope y'all find me as a team player. Remember, we always want to love, act in love, and be loved. And if nobody's told you today... Your podcast point guard love you. And when it comes to your dream, it's nothing more than you jumping off the porch, baby.